Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Seventh, two 2017, and welcome to episode number 353 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is WCWUS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you, and of course, as we always bring you each and every night right here on in the radio network, of course, we bring you the, big, the best in wrestling talk <clears throat> and everything everything right on the money here of course to talk about our um talk about our uh, our favorite pastime uh one and only professional wrestling <clears throat> i'm of course like i said before i do have of course tonight the man who will be bringing us our wrestling news and views here uh this evening of course it is of course one one half of our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice it is of course the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer. <clears throat> he is also, of course, uh, part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. And, of course, uh, what a monumental episode they had yesterday. And we'll talk a little bit about that here tonight here as well. Uh, and, of course, also another big-time part of our, of, of our other shows here here in the radio network. Also tonight, bringing you our wrestling history and birthdays is, of course, the human suplex machine himself, Mr. John Gross. John, of course, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and, of course, also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. Let's go ahead and bring them both in right now, J.D. and John. Of course, welcome to number 353 on what should be a very unique, as supposed to be an explosive and dynamic revolution. 
Unique is a big-time word to describe it after what happened last night, and especially with great balls of fire just around the corner. Absolutely, indeed. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we would definitely have some big-time talk here tonight. And, of course, also, let's go ahead and let mention here to you uh, our, <clears throat> our uh, um, of course, Radio Network group tour continues on. Uh, <clears throat> continues on, of course, as we... As we, um, of course, always, uh, of course, be doing our live video feeds of all of our shows here, and primarily, of course, Revolution and Wolfpack here. But, of course, here tonight, we are actually in a very unique place here this evening, ladies and gentlemen. As, of course, this is, I think, a very rare occurrence that we actually post a live video of our show from this group. But to feel privileged to be at, to have a video alongside so many Great wrestling moments here. You can go and watch each and every time right here in our stable of groups. Of course, I'm referring to, I'm sure J.D. and John also enjoyed this page, this group page as well. It is the WCWUS NXTNG Video Vault. Uh, of course, they can enjoy a whole bunch of great wrestling moments from the past and present. Uh, of course, we post up all the time there myself, MLD, uh, Gerard, J.D., John. Y'all posted a few things in here before. Uh, we've We've gotten in some great time, great, great uh, time moments in here, indeed. And we had another one tonight, of course, as we filmed, of course, our live video feed from episode 353 of Revolution here tonight to go alongside all those great wrestling moments. But if you want to visit this page here, join this page and visit us, of course, <clears throat> feel free to uh, stop on by. Of course, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS NXTNG United. Uh, please and, and please, like I said, you'll, you'll be seeing some interesting moments all the way back from like the 70s and 80s up until some more recent stuff from the last several years. So be, be sure to join all that here and all that. Of course, MLD and several other folks uh, maintain this group to make sure, like I said, that it all stays under lock and key. And of course, and all that, and everyone can can uh, comment, of course, about these particular moments here that that happened so long ago. And, of course, as always here, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to, of course, our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays and, of course, our live video feed from the video vault tonight, we also will be bringing you, of course, our thoughts and opinions about last night's Monday Night Raw show, which, of course, is a big time. It's going to be a big time thing here that everyone's going to be bringing up here, of course, uh, especially your J.D. and John here momentarily. Hopefully we'll have a couple more folks pop on here moment here as well. Uh, and, of course, if you, in addition to the live video feed, if you want to join us, for episode 353 of Revolution here tonight, of course, there's always through TalkShoot.com itself. Phone number is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055. Pound the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, which we will have a bunch to talk about here tonight. No question about it. So let's go ahead and begin here, ladies and gentlemen, with our wrestling news and views segment. And, of course, to kick us off here, is, of course, one half of, the, of our Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, is the Iceman J.D. himself, Jared D. Girolamo. J.D., let's see what we have going on here on the wrestling scene tonight. Monday night's WWE Raw scored a 2.02 rating, down from the 2.04 rating the show drew a week before at Evansville in Indiana. Raw averaged, excuse me, Raw averaged 2.977 million viewers, down from the 3.10 million average from last week, however. A decent number considering the fact that uh, last year's Raw at this time did a 2-2 rating with 3.09 million viewers. 
Meanwhile, however, WWE has announced, however, that tonight, however, of course, we will have the SmackDown Money in the Bank ladder match, however, along with Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn, however, in San Diego, California, or as Ron Burgundy likes to call it, San Diego. Of course, the Money in the Bank ladder match will consist of the competitors that competed just a week ago Sunday, however, in St. Louis, including Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Tamina, to see who will be the holder of the briefcase. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, WWE has reported, however, that possibly, however, more than likely, however, they will have a Punjabi prison match once again, as Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal could finally end their feud, however, next month, however, mind you, in July at Battleground, however, in Philadelphia. There are some early reports and discussions about that. Now, getting back to the first hour of Raw, it averaged 2.887 million viewers. Hour 2 drew 3.092, and the final hour drew 2.95. Meanwhile, speaking of Raw, ladies and gentlemen, however, WWE, however, however, is issued an apology after what happened last night as 15-year-old Lamelo Ball used inappropriate language during the Miz TV segment on Monday night's show. The LA Times reports that Ball said, beat that, and followed it up with a racial slur. In response, WWE issued the following statement to the LA Times late last night, early this morning. The inappropriate language used by a guest during the Miz-TV segment was not scripted, nor reflects the WWE value, however. Vince McMahon was said to be also very, very angry backstage following the show last night, however, and definitely had a lot to say, however, on... Uh, certain people, however, uh, in the backstage area, mind you. We're not sure which people he said it to, but we understand, however, he was said to be very, very livid, however, according to reports on the Joe Cronin show, among other talk shows, and all over the circuits today, as a lot of people said he was not very happy after what went down last night. Speaking of Vince McMahon and Great Balls of Fire, of course, however, which is in two weeks from this Sunday, however, there's been a couple more matches added to the card, including the women's match that was announced last night, plus it has now been made official that Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt will go at it, as will Akira Tolazar, the new number one contender to Neville's Cruiserweight title. So far, we've got five matches listed, including the women's title, the universal title, and an ambulance match. So we might have another match or two maybe before long, however, as it looks like a pretty good solid show in Dallas a week from Sunday. And let's see if we have any other news to report. However, I did see apparently TNA is having, I guess, next Wednesday, a very special day in honor of TNA. I think it's called, uh, let me see here, I just saw it. Yeah, Impact Wrestling Day, however, believe it or not. Considering the fact that Impact this week, however, or should I not say Impact, however, We'll be having Slammiversary this Sunday, however. Lashley, of course, will have his father, as we or not Lashley, Alberto Del Rio, or Alberto El Patron, however, mind you, will have his father, Dos Correas, in his corner this Sunday. Meanwhile, MMA fighter King Mo will be announced as appearing in Lashley's corner at Sunday's pay-per-view, despite the fact that last week we talked about there were some rumors at first about bringing the President of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Also, in addition to that, there's been reports saying that D'Angelo Williams, however, former Carolina Panther and Pittsburgh Steelers football superstar, will be fighting Eli Drake and possibly the Masterpiece this Sunday in Orlando. Oh, my goodness. Well, then I'll be watching out on that. Thank you very much there, J.D. 
Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Joarkey Smith, is King Eister, premier and Hall of Fame uh, news tag team. Of course, for this year, 2017, they bring you all the news that's fit to print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, there's always, <clears throat> there's always one surefire way to make sure it all sticks, and that's, of course, super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that big-time combination. Let's go ahead and see what John has here in the wrestling bir- history and birthdays here for tonight. Uh, just some pretty interesting stuff here indeed. A lot of things I think, J.D., you might remember. Of course, I do remember a few of these as well. Let's go ahead and read them off here for June the 27th. 45 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1972, yes, in Philadelphia, Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji defeated Chief J. Strongbow and Sonny King to win the WWF Tag Team titles. 19 years ago today, which would put it, I do believe, 1998. Yes. Also in Philadelphia. Hmm, two in Philly there. Not bad. RVD and Sabu defeated Chris Candido and Lance Storm to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. In the show's main event, the Dudley Boys defeated the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Atushi Onita. Late in the match, though, Onita turned on the Sandman. The turn and post-match press conference was to lead to a Onita Oneida, however you want to pronounce his name, Sandman feud. But the match would never take place, making this Oneida's one and only appearance in ECW. 18 years ago today, we put it in 1999, WWE presented King of the Ring. Hey, from my, hey, this is this is this is another pay-per-view that I like, uh, coming from my neck of the woods right here, the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. 19,761 were in attendance, with 430,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. A new king was crowned in Billy Gunn, but in the King of the Ring matches, one woman was involved in this tournament, and of course that was China. She advanced by defeating Val Venus, but was eliminated in the quarterfinals by the Road Dog. Almost an all-DX King of the Ring tournament, sounded like here. Billy Gunn last defeated X-Pac to win the 1999 King of the Ring tournament. And also, Shane and Vince McMahon defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin in a handicap ladder match for 100% ownership of the WWF. I do remember, I do remember this, uh, that happening, of course. So after I think Linda and Stephanie gave the CEO, the CEO a position to Stone Cold, I think it was. Mm-hmm. 17 years ago today, put it in the year 2000, at a SmackDown taping in Hartford, Connecticut, Steve Blackman defeated Crash Holly to win the WWF Hardcore title. Just when Crash was to set was set to defend the Hardcore title against Al Snow. Also set that set the same day here back in 2000, the Delaware Court of Chancery rules that the WWF can move its programming from USA Networks to Viacom. In September, the decision comes from Viacom bidding. $12.6 million for the rights to their cable programming, including Raw, Sunday Night Heat, Superstars, and Livewire. An $8 million transfer fee, $1.1 million for producing new TV series and movies, and a $3.5 million for seven annual specials, as well as a $500,000 weekly payment. <laughs> USA Networks contended that they matched the bid but did not have did not have that, but they did not have to match the, the incentives. USA was offered a settlement before the ruling came down, but they turned it down, hoping for a decision to come in their favor. The ruling ended a 17-year relationship 
between USA and the WWF beginning with All-American Wrestling in 1983. USA regained the rights to the WWE program in 2005, where it's remained ever since. And a bit of trivia, it was during the negotiations in October of 1999 that WWF had first floated around with the idea of creating a wrestling-themed cable network with the company buying the sci-fi channel. Then president of USA Network's Barry Becker told then WWF CEO Linda McMahon that nobody was going to give her a network. He was right, as it turned out, but that wrestling-themed network did come true, of course, in 2014. Of course, we all know what that is, the WWE Network. Yes. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2004, WWE presented the Great American Bash from the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, with 65,000 were in attendance with 238,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. It was created, of course, by the late Dusty Rhodes. It was born in 1985 and was presented annually, first as a house show, then a series of events, then as a standalone pay-per-view beginning in 1988 until 2000, WCW's last full year of operation. It is to date that the only pay-per-view event carried over from the sale of WCW. The event was voted the worst major wrestling show of the year by Wrestling Observer Newsletter. In a Texas bull rope match, JBL defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WWE title. But in the main event, The Undertaker defeated the Dudley Boys in a live, free, or die match. The reason it was the main event is because the bout was made for two infamous reasons. Footage of a rehearsal of the ending leaked online, and that footage aired in many markets. Despite The Undertaker winning the match, he pulled the lever encasing Paul Bearer in cement, and although a stunt double was was used. The show's last shot was Bearer being covered in cement. Billy pretty much ended pay-per-view with a KFAB murder, but fortunately Bearer was pulled out of the crypt but was gravely injured. Bearer made his WWE programming return in September 2010 and was on the side of The Undertaker until Bearer turned his back on him and joined world heavyweight champion Kane. Four years ago today, we put it at 2013, Brooke Hogan, of course, we all know the daughter of the legendary Hulk Hogan, made changes in the knockouts division by stripping ODB and Eric Young of the TNA, I guess, the knockouts tag team titles. Ooh, we have a, we have a birthday here. Uh, happy 27th birthday to Kimberly, I guess it's pronounced Frankel, Frankly or Frankel, I believe it's, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. But, of course, she's now known as Abby Leith, but is best known for her time on the independent circuit as, of course, Kimber Lee. But, she, but John says, you know what? He's saving the best for last today. If you if you think the rest of histories and birthdays aren't over yet, then we got one more stop to go. And he saved a pretty interesting moment here indeed. Six years ago today, put it at 2011, WWE presented Raw Roulette from the Thomas & Mack Center in Vegas where Shawn Michaels and DDP made guest appearances. But in the main event, CM Punk aided R-Truth to defeat WWE champion John Cena in a tables non-title match. And then afterwards, Punk sat on the stage and considering he had nothing to lose, declared a week prior, declared a week prior that his contract was set to expire at next month's money in the bank, ripped into his soon-to-be former employer. The pipe bomb is known in wrestling lore... Known in, is known in wrestling more resonated with long-suffering fans of what the WWE had become since its heyday. It won the cage-side cage seats, 
greatest promo tournament back in 2014. By the way, I will let you know, Cage Side Seats is the site that we use for our history, by the way. I will let the cat out of the bag. Meow. Okay, there you go. And here is the promo transcript. Mm-hmm. This is what CM Punk said. I'm sure, J.D., you may remember this, too, but I'm just going to read it here word for word. John Cena, while you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this, because before I leave in three weeks for your WWE title, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you. I don't even dislike you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most in the, in the back. I hate this idea that you are the best because you're not. I'm the best in the world. There is one thing you are better at than I am, and that is kissing Vince McMahon's hind end. You're as good as kissing Vince's hind end as Hulk Hogan was. I do not know if you're as good as The Rock. He's a pretty good butt kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best since day one when I walked into this company, and I've been vilified and hated since the day Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar, and he split, just like I'm splitting. But the biggest difference between me and Brock is that I'm leaving with the WWE title. I grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that's dawned on me that they're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real to me is the fact that, but the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everyone in the world that I'm the best on this microphone, in that ring, and even on commentary. Nobody can touch me, but no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your little lovely collector cups. I ain't on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in the movies. Not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not on the signature that's produced at the starter show. I'm not on Conan, on Conan O'Brien. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. But I should be. And this isn't sour grapes. But the fact that The Rock is in the main event WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. Let me get something straight. <clears throat> Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just a you're just a big part of me leaving because you're the one sipping out of those cups right now and by those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And at 5 o'clock in the morning at the airport, you shoved it in my face thinking you can get an autograph and selling it on eBay or you're too lazy to get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE title on July 17th. Who knows? I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to the Ring of Honor. Cole Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people... It's because after I'm gone, you will keep pouring money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. I'm going to keep turning, and I understand that Vincent Man's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? Because he's around himself with glad-handling, non-essential douchebag yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who tells him everything he wants to hear. And this company might be better after Vincent Man is dead, but it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law, and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon. We, we know we do this whole bully campaign as he went on to continue. His microphone was, as he went on to continue, his microphone was immediately cut off. This was a work shoot. It caught the attention of Daniel Bryan, Cole Cabana, and the MVP, but mainstream media as well. Punk did have one foot out the door, not signing a new WWE contract, where he went on to win the WWE title for the first time, at his hometown where Money in the Bank was. Despite all that, Punk prophesied in that work shoot came to fruition his frustration of not being presented as a true top star and being passed over in favor of part-timers 
in part led to Punk leaving the WWE after the 2014 Royal Rumble. And John said that's all he's that's all he's got for the history and birthdays for today. John, not bad indeed. Thank you very much for bringing us that wrestling history here for tonight. And of course, uh, JD, thank you very much for bringing us here the news and views here for this evening. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode three fifty three of the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, June 27, 2017. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line, alongside the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGiralmo, and the human success machine, John Gross. Of course, J.D., a 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and John, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every sun, every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5, right here on TalkShoot.com, and also a big part of our other shows here at the Radio Network as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive right on in here uh, to our discussion here, of course, of uh, <clears throat> of Monday Night Raw. And I think uh, I think uh, both of y'all have a lot to say here about this. Uh, they know how everything was. Let's go ahead and get JD on the on the uh, ropes here. Let's see how he uh, how what his opinion was of last night's Raw. Well, again, folks, as we sometimes say here in the radio network, it can be TVPG, but it can also be TV14. So please be advised. Uh, you had five matches last night, however, obviously, that were interesting. You had a good six-person tag to start the uh, first match of the night, however, mind you, however, in more ways than one, however. Uh, let's just say, and let's just it was a good six-person tag to kick off the show. I mean, it was really entertaining. You got the Hardy Boys teaming up with Finn, taking on Cesaro, Sheamus, and, of course, Elias Sampson, the Drifter. Yeah, I'm so excited for this guy. This guy just bores me to death. I mean, he's okay in doses, but, again, he could be a little bit better, if you ask me, however. Obviously, of course, you went through two commercial breaks, however, through this whole thing, however, mind you. And as a result, however, you had the Hardys and Finn win, which was a good match, however. And it looks like they're going to probably continue that feud with all these guys, I would think, heading into break balls of fire. And then, of course, before that, you had Roman come out and say it was his yard, blah, blah, blah. Roman says that, of course... He thinks he's the big dog in the hunt, of course, that no one can put him down. Of course, Braun Strowman shows up with an ambulance, and they start brawling, of course. However, mind you, as a result, Strowman tossed Reigns into the ambulance off the side, sort of like uh, Kevin Ash did back in the day with Rey Mysterio, like a lawn dart. Then he basically picks him up, chucks him in the ambulance, however, hits the ambulance, and of course the ambulance heads out of the arena, however, mind you, however, as... uh, Basically, he raises his arms off then, and the fans start cheering for Braun. However, while the fans earlier were chanting, we want Strowman, and Roman sucks, of course. Roman not getting a very good reception. Uh, from there, of course, we go to uh, Goldust and R-Truth, however, which was interesting, but that never culminated in a match. I would not be surprised if it does culminate in a pre-show warm-up match. However, maybe a great ball to fire in a couple of weeks, or maybe next week they'll finally meet one-on-one, but uh, I said it earlier tonight on Revisited, I do like the new edgier, darker gold dust. I think they're doing really good with that so far, however. Uh, maybe they're giving him one last big, final, big push run. 
for something. Hopefully that will be the case here. R-Truth, uh, I think it's time for him to go away. It really is. I'm, I'm sick of him doing the what's up thing and the whole uh, you got to get God things and he's all that. I mean, yeah, he's an okay wrestler, but, you know, I haven't been a fan of him, however, that much over the years. How I continue to just shake my head where they're going with this character. Uh, I think WWE should just say what's up to him now by just handing him his pink slip because right now they're not doing anything right with him at all or hardly doing anything with him at all. Uh, I will come to the big segment of the night, one of the few big segments of the night, in just a few minutes. That lead us to our next match, of course. Uh, uh, listen to our next match. It was Dean, uh, the Wendy's boy for a new generation. He's Slater, and of course, Mr. Cheese and Crackers, the man beast known as Rhino, taking on the Wiz. For the French poodle dog wife, Mila Kunis, Maurice, the Axeman, Curtis Axel, and of course, Bo. Go away, Dallas, please. Go away, Bo. Uh, or as they're calling themselves now, the new Entourage. Really? The Entourage? Give me a break. Uh, that being said, of course, you had Miz, Axel, and Bo beat Dean, Wendy's boy, and Mr. Cheese and Cracker boy himself here. And it was okay. I mean, I was surprised to see, at least for this week, you had four competitors that usually are either fighting each other or against other guys stuck in the same boat they are, however, actually made it to the main show this week, rather than being in main event or superstars warm-ups, however, or non-TV warm-ups, however, I guess they figured this week I will put them on TV. Uh, This was okay, but I just wish this whole feud with Dean and Miz would end. I'm getting tired of it more and more every week by seeing the same old, same old crap. And now you got these guys, Axel and Dallas being the Miz's new flunkies, uh, it's just, he thinks he's like, um, what is it, Vince Chase from Entourage, and that his turtle and, uh, uh, Johnny are like, uh, Axel and Dallas. Really? Nice job there, guys. Way to, uh, just continue to look like the complete utter buffoon to the biggest waste of space around, however, and he, of course, he thinks he's the great A-listing acting talent that he is, of course, with his French poodle dog wife, Miss Bark 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 herself, Maurice, the Wiz. Uh, another segment I did like last night, however, was the whole Enzo casting, and I did touch upon this earlier tonight on Revisited. Uh, I gotta say, however, I like this new, uh, Edge to cast. I hope they do right with him, and they really start to build around him, however, because he does remind you, and I said it last week, however, a couple times on the shows, he does remind you of a young test, I think, with the attitude. Uh, at first, you thought they were, uh, going to make up and things were going to be back to normal however because Enzo tried to uh, reason with Cass and it looked like that was going to be the case but once again Cass uh, towards the end of it showed no compassion whatsoever towards Enzo even though it looked like he was showing compassion at one point to me it was sort of like and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not it was sort of like the Hulk Hogan Mr. Wonderful thing you know Enzo uh, fell for it hook line sinker however and bought into it apparently however and as a result, he paid the price for it, and we saw that happen. And it looks like those are going to be setting up a match with those two, maybe either SummerSlam or Great Balls of Fire, maybe. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, of course, afterward, Cass showed up and confronted Corey Graves. Now, I was a little surprised about that, because I thought Cass was going to knock Graves right on his butt, literally. And I know Graves has been stirring the pot lately with uh, Enzo and Cass uh, and things that have been going on, however. And, of course, he... Uh, got up in Graves' face, and I'm sorry, Graves didn't uh, 
stand up and uh, really, I wouldn't say take a swing at him, but confront him eyeball to eyeball, and he told you know, told uh, Cass what he thought of him, but unfortunately that wasn't the case here. I guess uh, maybe Graves uh, was a little wrong with some of the stuff he said, and that's why Cass got really upset with him, or maybe uh, Cass got great upset with Graves about something else. I don't really know, but I'm surprised Graves didn't stand up and just confront him right then and there. Because, I mean, he looked like he was really scared whenever Cass came over, a little timid at first. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where they go from here with this. But uh, nevertheless, like I said, I do like the new uh, attitude of Cass, and I hope they do right with him, however, uh, especially with this new turn. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, next we have uh, Rollins and, of course, Hawkins. Uh, this was just a waste, if you ask me. This really was. I don't know why they had to put Rollins in a quick match like this. And they could have had a better match for him this week. Uh, this didn't go very long. Of course, after Bray Wyatt came out, and then he told Rollins to be careful what he wishes for because he's inside his mind and is everywhere. And, of course, coming up on, uh, what is it, uh, July 9th, our great ball so far that uh, apparently it will be the day of reclamation. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, we know the history that the guys over the years of the Wyatts and the Shield have had. However, once again, I expect this match to be hopefully a decent, good entertaining match, a great balls of fire, but uh, the build-up for this so far has uh, been not great, I would say. It's been okay, but it hasn't been really that spectacular. Uh, from there, we, of course, then go to uh, the Cruiserweight matchup uh, between Neville and Lance Dorito, and, of course, we'll talk about one of the two, like I said, one of the two things, how, three things, uh, final three things here in a second. Uh, I said this before, and I'm going to keep on saying it until the choir, until everyone believes my words, however, maybe they don't believe me. The cruiserweight division right now, in my opinion, I don't know if you'll agree with me or disagree with me, you're entitled to your opinions, guys, but right now, in my opinion, the cruiserweight division is a freaking joke. It's a joke. I mean, Neville is a great champion. Don't get me wrong. I love that Neville continues to be the champ, and I like what they're doing with Neville, and I've been very happy that Neville has held the title this long. Neville's done pretty well holding the title this long. But now, apparently, you've got Akira Toaza as your new number one contender, however, with apparently the so-called Lamar Ball of the WWE, Big Bad Titus O'Neil, who apparently went to Kurt Angle, and I guess demanded to Kurt Angle that his new client in the so-called Titus Worldwide brand, however, which is no longer the Titus brand, however, and demand that his new client get a matchup with the champ at Great Balls of Fire. Now, I said this earlier tonight, and I'll say it right here and right now. You better not, you better not make this your pre-show warm-up to Great Balls of Fire. You just cannot do that. You do not do it. If you do it on the main show, however, I could see this match go six, seven, eight minutes long, maybe ten minutes long, six, seven, eight, maybe ten minutes long, possibly. But if you do this on the pre-show, however, you better give this ample amount of time. If you don't, it's just going to show what the Cruiserweight division has been all along, and that is dead and buried, because right now you just continue to bury yourself more and more every week on 205 Live. I mean... The only people besides maybe Toaza that has any potential right now, however, in the division, one of the few guys I'd say right now is Rich Swan. And look what happened to Rich Swan last week. Rich Swan wasn't even on last night, however. Heck, he wasn't even on the pre-show 
prior to the show when they taped main event for this week. And unless they have him on main event tonight, however, or 205 Live tonight after SmackDown Live, or SmackDown uh, ends tonight in San Diego, however, and some of the injuries I can maybe even the week off, I can uh, then they better have a good solid show tonight because right now the only person that's keeping the cruiserweights in its place right now is Neville. Neville has been the only guy that has been able to keep this division afloat other than Austin Aries and Rich Fun. Those are the only three guys right now that are giving keeping the cruiserweight division what it is right now. Other guys like Dorito, Metalik, Gulak, TJP, they were good, don't get me wrong, and have been good at times. How Cedric Alexander, uh, Noam Darlisha Fox, but it looks like that might be ending soon. Maybe, possibly, we don't know. But other than that, all these other guys right now are either getting buried or they're not getting much time to fight. How They're fighting quick matches, and then they're done for the night. I mean, the last couple of weeks, I've seen a couple of matches in the cruiserweight division go not even less than a minute to a minute and a half to close to two minutes, or not even 30 seconds. What does that tell you? That tells you right now the cruiserweight division is barely, barely cleaning the life support right now. And they better fix it quickly, because if they don't, they might as well just pull the plug right now and leave it and just just bury it once and for all, because right now it is just absolutely barely clinging to life support. Now, one of the things I want to talk about last night, obviously, is the Paul Heyman, Kurt Angle, uh, Brock Lesnar thing. Brock Lesnar, uh, not Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, uh, Paul Heyman, Samoa Joe thing. Uh, I was not surprised that, uh, that Brock and uh, Paul Heyman were there. What I was surprised at, though, is that once again, apparently, Samoa Joe has to be, not some, I mean, as much as I love Samoa Joe, and I love Lesnar too, Samoa Joe last night once again had to show his true colors by nothing more by being a cheap shot little bitch coming up out of nowhere and basically choking Brock out and with a Kikina clutch. I mean, he confronted Paul Heyman earlier in the night, however, and you thought right then and there that Brock could have came into the picture right there and they would have started brawling and they should have started brawling right then and there in the backstage area. But no, they didn't do that. They waited till the third hour, the start of the third hour, to have this all take place. And like I said, I was really surprised that Joe decided once again show that he had no balls whatsoever to confront Lesnar this week, however, in the ring, but rather to be a chicken shit coward heel, however, that he is, however, and attack Brock from behind. I will say this here, and I will say it now. I know we're about two weeks away from Pike Balls of Fire next week there in Phoenix, however. But next week, either at the beginning of the show, like you did a few weeks ago, right after uh, Extreme Rules, however, or at the end of the show next Monday night, however, uh, in the final segment, a little bit of the show, you better find a way to get these two really brawling with each other. Because right now, they have made, and if Michelle is here, she would agree with me on this. I'm sure some people would too. Some people would disagree. Again, opinions vary and opinions, you're entitled to them all. Right now, they have made Brock look like a bitch the last couple of weeks, ever since Joe won that number one contender spot. And are they just trying to tell everyone right now, as we said before a while back, they are confident that they want to give Joe the universal title and have him hold it for at least a month before dropping it back, maybe, to Brock at SummerSlam, if they decide to extend this program? 
Well, I heard it's only going to be a one-match thing. But right now, over the last couple weeks, however, last night and a couple weeks ago, they've had Joe have the upper hand. You better hope that next week you give Brock something, anything, to continue to really sell this match. Because right now, if you have Joe choke out Brock again, or rough up Brock again, then that could tell you right then and there, however, that maybe, that they are just, they're going to screw Brock somehow, some way, and make Joe win the Universal title at Great Balls of Fire and make Brock look like a chump. And that's just not right. So Brock better come ready to play next week. And I know he's hungry and he's pissed right now, especially after the way Joe choked him out last night. So you can bet next week the heat's not going to be the only thing that's going to be rising in Phoenix. You can bet on that. Now, to the women's match, however, before I get to the main, main part of my argument tonight, i got to say, uh, the women delivered a good match last night. Uh, once again, I was a little surprised that they had a six-pack challenge to decide who would be facing uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, you've got to give Nia Jax credit. Most people here don't like Nia. How I'm one of the few that do. And i got to say, Nia gave it a great effort last night. She really, really did. She was on her A-game last night. And she fought her tail off beating big names. I mean, they're, uh, they're not doing anything right with Bailey right now, my girl, it seems like. And unless they have something planned for her, I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to screw Bailey at any turn. Emma right now, I don't know why they're keeping a hold of her on the roster and brought her back because she hasn't done anything since she's come back. I mean, they did the whole Emma and Melina thing for a while, and then all of a sudden they... She got injured. She was out for a little while. She came back. She hasn't done much since she's returned. Dana Brooke, they haven't done much with her since breaking her up with Charlotte. It seems like they're just wasting her. Mickey James is the same way, and it's a shame. The only one that they did right with last night was Sasha. And you've got to tip your cap to Sasha. She fought her tail off. But, again, the MVP of that match last night, I know some people will disagree with me, was definitely Nia. But at the end of the night, how you had Sasha once again come through, however, somehow, some way. And as a result, she ended up beating uh, Miss Monster herself, the Simone Savage, as I'm calling her now, uh, Nia Jax. And it was a great match. Of course, after we saw Little Miss Bliss, the five-foot little goblin uh, blonde bimbo that she is, Miss Bliss, come out and uh, have a smirk and smile. However, she got paid for it when uh, Sasha knocked her down. Now, I'm thinking this, and this is me playing Booker 101 in this at this point. I'm thinking somehow, someway, maybe, and this is the plan they're maybe going with, unless they change it. I think you're going to see possibly, it depends on how they're going to do it, you could have maybe Alexa win here at Great Balls Fire. I'm saying it's not going to happen yet because I'm, I'm not going to tell you until next week when I make my predictions how I'm going to decide this. But right now they could go one of two ways for Great Balls Fire with this. One, you could have Alexa win and retain the belt somehow, some way, and still say that she's the badass diva that she is. No one can beat her. And then you have Nia come in and say, you still owe me a rematch from last time. I've saved your butt time and time again. You're challenge- I'm challenging you to a match at SummerSlam. And if you do that, how you could have Nia Jax then win the title that way. You very well could do that in Brooklyn. You could go that way. That's a possibility. But two, you could also have maybe... Sasha win the title from Alexa, however, and then Nia challenges Sasha once again and then destroys Sasha, however, and she gets the title that way off of Sasha, and Sasha only holds it until SummerSlam. Again, it's up to them. They're right now kind of stuck with what they're doing right now in the women's division. The only, Like I said, the women, some of the women are not, going, not moving up the ladder 
and have not moved up the ladder for a while. Bailey, like I said, has been caught in neutral ever since she lost the title to Alexa in April, and they just continue to bury her. And right now, if they just continue to bury her, she could either do one of two things. She could tell Kurt Angle, either trade me over to SmackDown, however, to be with my uh, the people I know over there, like Becky, uh, Charlotte, Tamina, Carmella, that, or send me back down to NXT again. And that way, however, I can get my fan base behind me again, or at least do something right with me, however. Because right now, you haven't done anything right with me at all. And like I said, as far as Mickey goes, they haven't done much with her since she came back, however, except for one or two things. Dana Brooke is just a waste of time. I don't think they've done much with her since she broke up with Charlotte. They just continue to bury her. And Emma, you talk about a big waste of time. I don't know why they even brought her back. She just continues to be the most disappointing. Next day, Marie, in the last maybe year or so, she's become the biggest disappointment in the roster. I mean, she's hurt for a while. She comes back. They transition her gimmick to Emelina. And we heard this for months and months and months that Emelina, 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 Emelina. My tongue's starting to get tied. Yeah. Uh, for a long time was coming. And what do they do? The night she comes in with that new gimmick, not even an hour into the show, she says, oh, I'm going back to Emma. I'm going back to Emma. This this, this isn't working for me. I don't know if it was her call or it was the booking team's call, but they wasted that gimmick real quick. Then she gets hurt again right before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania, and she's out for a while again. She comes back now, and she's been back only a few weeks, and right now, she thinks, however, the sunglasses and the new look, however, that the fans are going to real warm up to her. No, they're not. They haven't done anything with her. They've wasted her. They just absolutely have no patience with her. And she's like Paige right now. I think right now, if there's someone who should let her go, and like I said, I there's, there's a couple of things that should be let go right now. It's her, and definitely, I hate to say it, I would say maybe Mickey James. Because right now, I don't think you're going to continue to do much with Mickey James unless you have a good plan with her down the road. Now to my real piece of the night, and this is where it's going to get TV 14, folks, and I got a little defensive on this on uh, uh, Revisited tonight. The whole Lamar Ball thing with Ms. TV last night. First off, however, we heard about it after Raw Radio went off the air yesterday, however, around 5.36 o'clock. And within about 40-45 minutes, however, Twitter began to blow up with the truth on whether or not they were going to show or not, along with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, apparently, we found out that Austin, we don't know if he was backstage the entire night, however, or just in the crowd somewhere, but that's beside the point. Getting to the ball situation, that whole thing was an absolute freaking train wreck. A train wreck gone bad. I mean, WWE last night should be embarrassed, number one, for bringing them to television, bringing them from, uh, bringing them on TV in their hometown. Two, they should be embarrassed the way how Lamar Ball and his whole family acted in front of the audience last night. I mean, the fans absolutely crapped all over them by the time when they got in the ring, and especially the way when Lamar ran down the ring. He looked like a freaking buffoon. Three, the big thing that should, they should really be embarrassed about is the comments that were made, however, that apparently someone said, however either made television or were cut out the last minute, however, before they even aired. But like I said, I told you in the news earlier tonight, I heard Vince was angry along with a bunch of people in the back. And like I said, WWE had to apologize after the show last night, or earlier, or earlier today for what happened last night. But this is where I'm going to go off a little bit, and this is my fourth and final piece of the night, mind you. WWE should not have been the one apologizing. It should have been Lamar Ball apologizing 
in front of everyone. To the WWE, to the fans, and most of all, uh, to uh, basic, like I said, he should have been apologizing to his fans, and and like I said, the WWE in general. He didn't do that. He showed no guts, no balls, and no backbone. He's a heartless, spineless, gutless, egomaniacal, narcissistic jackass. And he should be ashamed for what he did last night. And his whole family should be ashamed by the way they acted last night. Because I'll tell you right now, however, if w- I know WWE will be back in L.A. at some point before the year's out, however. I don't know when, because they haven't said it yet. But I'll tell you one thing. The next time they come to L.A., I hope they are smart to, bring, to keep them away from the show. If they bring them back to the show, I hope they come out there and apologize for the way they acted this time. But if they don't, just bar them from WWE events in the Staples Center forever. Forever. Because I don't think we need to hear what we heard last night. I mean, like I said, WWE should be embarrassed the way they acted last night. And like I said, they said they are embarrassed. And rightly so. Like I said, they just absolutely made a mockery last night. And they should be totally apologetic for what they did last night. But they didn't. And that's just BS in my opinion. So, all in all, it was an okay, a pretty average Raw. It was a middle-of-the-road type Raw. But like I said, next week with the 4th of July just around the corner, you better hope you put on a good show going into uh, Ray Ball's Fire. Because if you don't, you're in big trouble. Big trouble. Thank you very much, sir. J.D., great, uh, great review there of, Mon- of your thoughts on Monday Night Raw last night. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we did this, we kind of did this last week a little bit early, and like okay. I said, okay, I'll, and I'll wait till JD returns, uh, and while we wait, now let me go ahead, and before I was going to mention what I said, what I was going to say here, let me go ahead and bring you John's uh, thoughts and opinions on, on Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, John says, for him, Raw seemed like a good show in L.A., Strowman definitely gave Roman Reigns a taste of his own future before Great Balls of Fire. The Miz TV segment, John doesn't know what that was. He doesn't know what that was all about. But John would have to agree. A 15-year-old calling the Miz the N-word. John said he's not a, Miz, a fan of the Miz. There are some things you cannot say on TV, and that is, of course, one of them. We all heard about what that was. <clears throat> uh, of course, also, just, as, just when we think all is well between Enzo and Cass, Cass swerves Enzo again. Gives him the swerve of the century. Of course, we all know what happened. What happened there last night? Joe and Lesnar. Now, how many times have we seen Brock destroy everyone in the ring, whether it's a match or a segment? Well, Samoa Joe stepped up and beat on Lesnar and used that clutch hold. The the Kikina clutch, as I've heard, hold is very is is very dangerous. And Paul Heyman's right. This is going to be a knockdown, drag out fight. And John said he heard that Stone Cold was rumored to be in L.A., but this should have been the place where he was going to announce himself as possibly the guest referee at Great Balls of Fire for the Universal title. Which I have not, we have not heard that officially. That would be great, though, but John says, how are you going to control Brock and Samoa? Samoa Joe, one question, you can't. One reason, one thing is you can't. I mean, that is true, of course, the way Brock and Samoa Joe have been battling each other here in recent memory. <clears throat> Uh, he goes on to say about the women's gauntlet match. 
John had to admit it was a great women's battle. Nia was kicking the heck out of everyone and eliminating everyone left to right. And she was very close until Sasha pulls off the spinning upset. Sasha and Alexa were great balls of fire for the, for the, the WWE Women's Champion. For, for the WWE Women's title, should be good. So overall, the ratings, the ratings weren't good, but Raw was a great show. And John said he he had to step away from him. He should be back momentarily as well. So, J.D. and John, thank you, gentlemen, for providing us with your thoughts on Monday Night Raw last night. <clears throat> Let's take care of this one more time here, ladies and gentlemen. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138-055-POUND. <clears throat> this is episode 353 of WWUS Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast. This is, of course, <clears throat> uh, Tuesday, June 27th. 2017. I'm, of course, Mr. W7 U.S. Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. Of course, I'm joined right now by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo, uh, and also the Human Surface Machine, John Gross. Of course, as I mentioned before, J.D. is a, of course, 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and, of course, John is the first 2016 W7 U.S. Hall of Famer. <clears throat> also, of course, both men are part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, of course, Raw Radio, every Monday afternoon, right here on TalkShoe.com, as well as, of course, a big part of our other shows here in the radio network. On our live video feed here tonight, coming from, like I said, WCWUS NXTNG Video Vault tonight, is, of course, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach here joining us. Uh, she is, of course, a, also a 2016 WCWUS Hall of Famer. Uh, J.D., have you returned? I am back. Okay. Uh, as, as I was saying here, uh, of course, I do. Of course, thank you. Use Monday Night Raw. This is something that I did last week, and this is. And I normally do not. And 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 before I I, I reveal this, uh, I did receive an update on the second women's Money to Bank ladder match that took place tonight on SmackDown Live. However. All I'm going to mention are these little details, and ladies and gentlemen, we will still continue to keep our tradition here, and we will not reveal and talk about this until tomorrow night's revolution. So I just wanted to throw that out there to everyone here, J.D. and John. I'm sure you both understand as well. Yes. But I wanted to give a little bit of a of a, of a a um, thing here that actually, Ann actually brought this to my attention. The results of the, of, the, of the second women's Money in the Bank ladder match, Carmella won it again. God damn it. Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, no. And here are some of the details. But like I said, remember, no discussion about this until tomorrow night. No. no. Okay. But here is, here is all she left to me. Apparently, one of my fears about, the, what, what, about, about this match actually happened. James Ellsworth tried to stick his nose in this thing again. But Becky Lynch actually threw him off of the ladder. So at least that was one good aspect of this match. And then she also tried to climb it herself. Tamina was out. She was apparently knocked out at some point. I'm not sure when. There will be videos on YouTube tomorrow showing this. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And also... Uh, Natalia and Charlotte were battling outside the, the ring. And apparently it was between Carmella and Becky Lynch, and somehow Carmella got it. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
The Jersey Four wins again. Yay! Let's have the nerd get himself involved where it doesn't belong once again. Well, maybe this. I'm sure probably this time, or maybe nothing else that can be done. So, um, but I of course, still... there's gonna be something to suspend the son of a bitch. He has no business being there. None. Yeah. Yeah, but we had the fact that we had the one thing I will mention. Like I said, afterwards, we 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 reserve this discussion for tomorrow night. I will say one thing. I had a gut feeling that this was going to happen if they did this a second time, and Daniel Bryan should have covered all of his bases. And uh, and no disrespect to Daniel Bryan, he's doing a fine job as general manager. Yeah. But he did not cover all of his bases. He did not whatsoever. I mean, he, he had to expect that, you know, with the way Ellsworth was, you know, running his mouth and all trying to get involved in this and all because, I mean, in the one point he brought up for the match they did last Sunday, it was it's a no DQ. So, I mean, he had a basic, he had a basic argument there. However, like I said, that he, he was banned from this. It was set. But unfortunately, apparently that, but apparently Daniel Bryan's words did not mean anything to this little guy, and he just just jumped right in the fire. But like I said, this time, I think the ladies were more prepared, because, man, as I said, Becky threw him off there, so, man, so I guess that was the only time that he he tried, he may have tried to be involved with it early, I'm not sure. And they have not updated WWE.com. I actually just checked it. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, just a brief update on that. But more will come tomorrow night on episode 354 of Revolution. But There's going to be a lot of anger. And there's going to be a whole lot of discussion. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it has been confirmed. Like I said, through the last sticker, Ed Marie Rickenbach, who kept up with this story here for us, who actually has been watching SmackDown Live. Yeah, I'm talking to Ian right now, too. Carmella, unfortunately, once again, won the second women's money in the bank ladder match. And apparently, once again, Ellsworth tried to prove that he had a little bit of balls, but apparently uh, they weren't big enough to probably be put up with uh, the likes of all these ladies. I mean, like I said, I mean, with two ladies fighting outside the ring, one, one actually knocked out of competition apparently, and 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 two fighting for two fighting for that opportunity. I'm surprised Carmelo was even get, able to get by someone like Becky. But that's all we're going to say about it. Oh, right here. I'm definitely going to go off tomorrow night. And I'm, assuming yeah. if I'm, I'm like I said. If you thought my Lamar Ball rant was something, people, let me just tell you right now, and I'm just going to say it, and so I'm going to leave it at that. You thought my rant was going to be something about this, however, involving uh, Lamar Ball and that, like I said earlier on Revisiting, here tonight on Revolution, oh, tomorrow night you're going to have a lot of anger coming out of you-know-who, and I'm going to be fuming when I t- tell you my call here. Right. Well, like I said, uh, like I said, I'll be kind of as, of course, as, uh, three-thirds, of course, of our Triple Threat Wednesday tomorrow night from 9 to 11, 138055 pound. Of course, uh, right before that, of course, catch JD and I for the next episode of WWS Outside the Ropes as, of course, we'll be bringing the latest pop culture news from around the scenes uh, from from around the world there. And, of course, also we put JD in the hot seat for the Living Trivia Challenge. 
And then, of course, wrestling debate tomorrow night, which I'm sure this is probably going to be a topic. Oh, this is going to be one of the top. This is going to be one of the few top. This is going to be a big topic discussion tomorrow night. Because right now, depending on what uh, uh, Gerard and Michelle think, but whoever, if not, uh, this is going to be one of the few topics we're going to discuss besides what happened on Raw this week. I mean, we're going to have a lot to discuss tomorrow night, Howard. Just let me give you forewarning people, Howard, like I said. Uh, there's times, however, we make our most of the shows make TV PG, and, and some, however, mind you, however. But there's times, how we go off the rails, how and make a TV 14 or TV MA. Let me tell you what, how TV 14 and TV MA might be suggested for tomorrow night because it is going to be very, very heated tomorrow night on the debate show. Absolutely, and then of course, right after that, of course, we'll have the nice episode 354 of Revolution. As, of course, he wants again bring in the rest of our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Then, of course, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about uh, the results of SmackDown Live, which will include this breaking story that I just now provided. And, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I know that we, we, we've always said we've reserved SmackDown ever since we started talking about SmackDown again, that we reserve it for Wednesday night show. But, like I said, this was too big of a deal to bring up, but just like the announcement last week that Daniel Bryan was going to do this match tonight, I couldn't hold off until last Wednesday to bring it up. I had to bring it up early because and you did, and like I said, you did a good job. And like I said, how I know, like and we said already, we're going to definitely talk more about tomorrow. But like I said, after the show tonight, when we wrap up the show, I'm going to talk to you off the air before we call tonight, and I'm going to tell you how I really feel. Oh, okay, and I think. Uh, I think, like I said, you, know, you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, all that is not too many happy folks here in the radio network here. I'm sure about this, with, of course, with, with stemming, of course, with what happened last Sunday at Money in the Bank. Um, of course, like I said, doing a repeat of this. I don't know if this was. I'm sure this was somehow pre-planned by WWE. I'm sure, but like I said, nonetheless, this is going to be an interesting topic here. Uh, of course, between wrestling debate and Revolution tomorrow night. And, of course, like I said, as J.D. mentioned, um, he'll probably be venting a little bit to me before I recall it and even after Revolution this evening goes off the air. So we'll just uh, wait and see what happens here. Uh, like I said, here tomorrow night, of course, as our Triple Threat Wednesday. Of course, outside the ropes, of course, will be a different story. We'll have some fun with that. But, of course, once we hit the wrestling discussion, uh, there's not going to be anything held back. My mm, no punches. No. no. Because JD will reserve a lot of that. We'll have a, probably enough to fill one hour of wrestling debate and two hours of revolution tomorrow yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definite. There's no doubt about yeah. that. There's no yeah, doubt about that. I mean. And, of course, I'm sure Thursday night on Top Heel, there's probably enough maybe left over for that, too. That's so, possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had to wait and see what happens here uh, with that as well. So. Uh, in the meantime here, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I say, I do thank once again J.D. and John for bringing me there, for bringing us their uh, their thoughts and opinions on what has uh, on on what took place last night here. Of course, a lot of a lot of things that happened there indeed was again, like I said, as J.D. and John put it, totally uncalled for there, and uh, but still, sometimes you know in life, you know, you just kind of go off the kind of go off the wall there not in my personal and they've been doing it more and more it seems like this year yeah maybe they're trying to be a little bit more uh, edgier 
They're trying um, to go so back. To, well, what they're trying to do, and I think Gerard said it earlier. You said it earlier too. I think the thing is, they're trying to go back to the Attitude Era. They want to go back to the mid '90s, Howard, and have that punch where they realize how they can be the kings of Monday night. And you know what? Some of it's been fine. Like I said, they're, they're, I mean, there's a couple weeks, however, like I said, the old adage, and I always say it, Howard, sometimes you take two steps forward, three steps back. Well, I mean, there are certain times during the year that within the last few years that WWE has done that. But at the same time, Howard, it's just, and you've seen John's rants, I'm sure, on Facebook.com. And if you haven't, folks, check it out on GRHS at Facebook.com. Anyway, the one person I think, and maybe you'll agree with me on this, and maybe everyone else will agree and dis- or disagree. Again, the one person I think right now who just is really just making this not work, Howard. I mean, a lot of people think it's Vince, Triple H, and Stephanie. Maybe that's true. But no, I think the one person that should really, 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 really get the blame in all this is the one person John always rants about every week. And he and I talk about it almost every week on his post show after Raw every Monday night. Kevin Dunn. He is writing terrible, terrible TV. He's absolutely writing joke TV. From This Is Your Life Bailey to the ball segment last night to the bear segment the last few weeks. I mean, come on. What, what are we? Like, this is like 1994, 1993 WWF, however, that you can't write decent stories, however. And you're just barely getting by with one or two matches that really qualify. I mean, last night you had two good matches out of the five on the show. Tonight, however, on SmackDown, and I'm not going to spoil it. And of course, we said we're not going to spoil it. You had maybe one good match the entire night. One good match the whole night that sold your show for you. Other than that, it was the same old crap you put in week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, got it, and they better start getting better TV writing. Because right now, their TV writing is the pits. I'm sure everyone here in the WWS Radio Network will probably write probably a lot more better stuff than WWE's current staff. My Definitely we could, yeah, because it's just, so, yeah. It's just yeah. a joke. It is, indeed. I would agree with that. Uh, a couple things here I want, wanted to do here. Uh, uh, I actually this morning posted a poll on who they thought would actually win this Money in the Bank ladder match on SmackDown tonight. And we did get a pretty good response here. Uh, uh, let me go ahead and run it. Let me go ahead and just say, break it down, as DX used to say. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> uh, five people believe that Charlotte would have won this match. Two people thought Becky would have won this match. Oddly enough, one person believed that Carmella would win. One person. The poll that I did. And 26 people saw this poll. But we had, like, so let me see. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Eight people voted on this poll. So, um, while we're, um, like I said, trying to figure out what we want to do here, I saw this, I've seen this picture here. For a group out there, I'm sure because I think JD, you're a part of it right here. It's called Pro Wrestling Asylum. Yeah, and that's kind of an interesting picture of uh, several current WWE superstars on it. And what I have thought, what I have thought about here is that I will go ahead and tell you who is on the picture here, and I'm going to explain what I'm going to do. And I, first off, let me explain who's on the picture here. I see John Cena. I see Dolph Ziggler. 
Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. Uh, Dean Ambrose is ho- in this picture is holding what appears to be the WWE Heavyweight Belt. What I am what I am proposing here is this: I am going to come up with three. We're going to, it's going to be like a tournament sort of thing, and like I said, I'm going to do the okay. matches. I'm going to do the matches here. You and John, you and John can vote here. I'm going to put. I'm going to put them like I said. Uh, like I said, the winner will face Ambrose supposedly for the belt, and then we'll. Mm-hmm. You know how I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. The first match that I have, the first match that I have in, from the, taken from this picture, is Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> All right, JD. Okay, who do you think, JD? If the show thinks he's going to steal the show, he, he he's not going to, because the architect's going to have a plan, and he's going to basically Phoenix flash his sorry little rear end. However, I mean, Dolph Ziggler should just get. I mean, here's a guy who has a big ego, bigger than you wouldn't believe, and I think it's time to say bye bye, Mister Ziggles. You're gone. You're you're taking the architect. Seth. Seth and Rollins, right? Seth and Rollins, yes, exactly. John agrees with you. So, so uh, in that match, Seth Rollins moves forward, and he faces the winner of. Well, well, this, I, I got a better idea on how I'm going to do this, but okay. So anyway, Seth Rollins is already up. Okay, he, he's 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 good. He's good to go. All right. Next up here, the next match I have proposed: Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. <laughs> And they've done this twice already, however. Romans won one, Finn's won one. Uh, do we really need the Roman Empire to say, it's my yard, it's my yard? Uh, Roman, here's a little bit of advice, my man. As much as people don't want to have mixed emotions about you, again, i got to say, it's not your yard. It is the Demon Slayer King's yard, however. It is Mr. Finn Balor. You're saying Finn will pull off the win here, yep. and John does agree. So Finn, so Finn is there as well. Okay. <clears throat> and the ne- and the next one here. Oh, this is okay. I, okay, this is a real good idea. The next match I have proposed here is John Cena versus AJ Styles. Well, Mr. Free Agent will be back next week. However, mind you. And you know what, however, I think he is going to find out, however, mind you, however, that there is still the champ that runs the camp, the phenomenal one, Mr. A.J. Styles. A.J. Styles. And John does agree as well. Okay. Now, the next match is these three gentlemen in a triple threat. It is, of course, uh, Rollins. Uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. JD, your thoughts on who would win this? Ooh, all three are good, you know, and this would be dynamite. All three are great. All three of my faves. I'm going to go with, on a limb. I'm going to say Seth's going to pull it out. I think Seth will do it. You're saying Seth? Yes. Okay. John, triple threat between Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. And John, as so you said, oh, 
okay, John is John is sticking with the, John's going with AJ here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, hmm. Well, of course, uh, luckily, ladies and gentlemen, I have as always my lucky penny. <laughs> and in times like this, this always comes in handy. All right, JD, call it heads or tails. Heads. Okay, if it's heads, I think JD, uh, JD, you said Rollins, right. and and John said AJ. So and JD, you called heads. There it is. Hold on, man. Let me make sure. Well, well, JD, I have much to hate to admit there, my man. It landed on tails. So AJ Styles will move on. And I think it's just, you can't say this, and this might be a little bit of a rematch here, as AJ will go on to meet Ambrose for the belt. And JD, what is your take on this? Uh, Ambrose versus who? AJ for the belt. Ooh, good match, but AJ's going to set him off by the Styles Clash. You say AJ will pick up the belt. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts here? And while John's in, let's just tell you we now have two matches listed for the Battleground pay-per-view. Already? Yep, the Usos and New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and Jinder Mahal versus Randy in a Punjabi prison match for the WWE World's title. Oh, so not wasting any time on that. Nope. Oh, my goodness. And John says that AJ will pick up the belt. So... Overall, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Styles uh, will become the champion. I love finding these pictures like this because uh, this kind of of helps me make little... um, Let me see see if I can find a couple more here while we're... um, There was something I was hoping to do, but right now with, with, you know... Still not enough people to do it. I I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Let's see here. What is it I wanted to look at here? Give me just a second here, and I. I think I might uh I think I might have it here. Uh mm. even Curtis Axel made some comments about it. About the whole thing last night, said that the Ball family segment, according to him, however, on WWE was embarrassing. And apparently, Tyson Kidley is moving to a non wrestling role in the company. We'll talk about that in a second. Right? This is what uh, he said, however, on 93X Half Assed Morning Show podcast hour. Axel said the Ball family didn't need to be on TV, and that while the segment could have been seen as funny backstage, the family's antics on camera are uncalled for, considering that the audience has a strong kid element. He noted that the three were probably told not not to act how they did, and I was disgusted by it all. The segment caused mainstream controversy, however, like I said, after Lamelo said, beat that N-butt, however. 
WWE has issued a statement the inappropriate language was not scripted and does not reflect the values of WWE. So mm. even Curtis Axel took offense to it in the back, however. And, and good for him. Good for him. I mean, it was embarrassing. He had, I mean, like I said, it was an embarrassing thing. And like I said, he had, a, like I said, let's see, what, let's see about Tyson Kidd here. Right. Apparently Tyson is going to be, uh, I guess he's going to be, let's see here. Oh, it doesn't say who he's going to be. He's going to just move into a non-traditional role for the company. Hmm. So good luck to him. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, well, darn, I can't find what I wanted to find. So I'll let me uh, I'm try it one more time here. As a matter of fact here, um, Nine, 
general ECW trivia, uh, uh, one on Sabu, one about EC, another one just about ECW, one about the, the WWE ECW pay-per-view December to December. Uh, those Let's who have held December the, to December. You want you want to talk about the December to December pay-per-view? Yes. Okay. There's 15 questions here. Of course, it was all ECW extremists in one match. It was a WWE Superstars tag team match. Take this quiz to find out if you know the card that took place during this pay-per-view, and good luck. So there are 15 questions about this particular pay-per-view. Uh, I know, J.D., you're in. John, are you in there, bud? John said he is in too. And, and, and before, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies here again. I do have to I do have to step away. So before we handle this, no, we still have time to take care of this. So it's not like we're we're um we're not going to do. We are going. We are going to handle it. So, uh, so we're going to take there. We're going to. Uh, we're going to do it here in just a couple minutes. But ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step away for just one second. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, of course, a uh, three-minute warning. Of course, as Rico, not as the other two guys. <laughs> of course, God rest their souls. By the way. Two great guys there. GD, um, um, if uh, if you wish, please, sir. Go ahead and give a quick plug, and of course, like I said, if you want to advertise a couple of little things, please feel free to do so. I will be uh, back here momentarily. Okay. Uh, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five. You can join us right now. I am the co-host of uh, the evening, the Iceman Jerry Drama. Of course, we got Johnny Rose Demon Suplex Machine on in the chat box, and of course, we got Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw from Trinity, North Carolina, as well. Uh, just a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that this coming Monday, July the 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, however, right before you celebrate your Independence Day, celebrate it with us here for episode number 100 of Raw Radio. And we're going to have a lot to talk about this coming Monday, however, as we will be going over the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Who knows if you bets might be made. We'll also be talking about uh, a lot of other things on historical episode number 100. Yesterday, of course, we wrapped up with the great one, number 99 in the book, however, and we do want to thank our very good friend yesterday the heavy metal man himself uh stopping by along with the heartbreak kids swinging by as well uh we had a very interesting show you can go back and listen to that however and like i said earlier uh and i want to say it again however we have uh had some pretty good guests over the first 99 shows including mr michael sam houston gary michael capetta sonny ono and of course manny villalobos one of my very closest and dear friends of course as some of the guests and believe me folks if you thought after 99 episodes we were going to slow down, no, 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 no. We're far from slowing down. We're going to keep the train rolling as long as we can. And believe it or not, we're going to have a very interesting discussion, you can bet, this week, however, on Raw Radio. Uh, also, uh, don't forget, next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, will be a very special day on uh, possibly here on Revolution as we'll be celebrating America's birthday for the 4th of July as we will be recapping Monday Night Raw, however, of course, but also giving you our early thoughts for the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. 
Yes, indeed. So, oh, okay. So this Great Balls of Fire is this coming weekend? Uh, no, next weekend. Next weekend. Ne- next weekend. Okay. All right. All right. So it's not the beginning of July. It is. It is a week from Sunday, July ninth. Which July ninth. Yeah, which is weird because when you think about uh, that, there was a pay per view on that day. However, uh, seventeen years ago, we all know what pay per view that was, and that had a very interesting significance. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some point next week. Oh yes, and we'll definitely be we'll definitely be talking about this big time, big time, uh, <clears throat> just on a big time scale here uh, next week. There, thank you very much, here, JD, for the quick plug and the quick uh, uh, show uh, update on all of our shows here <clears throat> here in the radio network. I do appreciate that. All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get you started here. This is all about, like I said, December to December from 2006. Like I said, it's 15 questions. Average score is, believe it or not, 10 out of 15. So this was this was an average difficulty. So uh, I wish both of y'all good luck here on this, and let's see what we got here <clears throat> going on right now. Uh, first question: Where did December to December 2006 take place? Was it in Atlanta, New York City, Philadelphia, or Augusta, Georgia? JD. JD, are you still there? When JD Mass had to step away for just a minute, I'll ask him here in a minute. John, uh, your thoughts, your answer here, please. Or you need me to repeat the question? Okay. The question is, John, where did December to December 2006 take place? Was it in Atlanta, New York City, Philadelphia, or Augusta, Georgia? And while I'm getting his answer, J.D., are you back with us? John, you said New York City. Uh, J.D., are you still with us? I'm here. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. All right. Did you hear the question? No. What was the question? question, where did December to December take place? Atlanta, New York City, Philadelphia, or Augusta, Georgia? John has answered New York City. Okay. Uh, Augusta, Georgia. Okay, so we are got a little bit. We got a tie here. So, uh, my lucky penny comes out again. JD, this time heads or tails? Heads. Same head. J.D., this time it worked in your favor. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll say Augusta, Georgia, and we'll check that answer here at the end of the end of the questions. Um, question number two. Who won the only WWE tag team match at December to December of 06? Was it Paul London and Brian Kendrick, Johnny Nitro and Joey Mercury with Molina, 
Matt and Jeff Hardy or Randy Orton and Edge? That would JD. be the, who won the only tag match you said? The only WWE tag team match at December to December. Oh. That would be the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, okay. And John. And you also and you also said the Hardy, so okay. We'll, we'll put that down there. Question number three. Who won the Strikers rules match at December to December? Was it Matt Stryker, Christopher W. Anderson, Sabu, or Balls Mahoney? JD. That would be none other than uh, Balls Mahoney. You're saying Balls Mahoney. Okay, John. John also says Balls as well. Both JD and John got the balls. He's <laughs> got balls. Yeah. There's another man that we have sadly lost as well, another great superstar. Indeed. Yeah, a year ago now. Oh, is that right? Yep. Who? Question number four. Who won a tag team match at December to December? Now, I guess this has to do with ECW. Is it Sylvester Turkey and Elijah Burke? Danny Dorian and Roadkill? Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke with Trinity, or Al Snow and Just Incredible, JD. Turkey and Burke. Okay, and John. John is saying the same thing. I say just a bunch of tricks. So Western Turkai and Elijah Burke. Okay, question number five. One third of the way through here, guys. Who won the singles match at December to December? Was it Tommy Dreamer, Navari with the Great Kali, the Sandman, or Taz? JD. That would be none other than uh, the Great Kali. Alright, so Davari with the Great Kali. Yes. Okay. And John? Okay, so both of you are technically, yeah, the, yeah, the, the choice they gave for this is Davari with Kali. So Kali apparently was outside of the ring in this. But uh, uh, that's kind of, okay. All right, question number six. Who won the mixed tag team match at December to December? Was it Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly, Shannon Moore and Jazz, Kurt Angle and Francine, or Kevin Thorne and Ariel, J.D.? That is none other than Kevin Thorne and Ariel. Okay, and John. Roman and Reigns. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different people. Would you believe that they are still, I don't know if you've probably seen them on, advertised on TV, on, or if you got cable or satellite, whatever. They are still airing the... Um, um, the public service announcement with Roman Reigns on it. Oh yeah, big time. They're still airing, which I mean that's a good thing. I mean, hey. with his daughter, as his real life daughter. I mean that's that, that's great. That shows a soft. That shows a tender side to these guys, yeah. these guys and gals who 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 uh, yeah who 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 show toughness on TV. But this is another side of them right here. With of course, his little girl is a cutie. Yeah, she, she's adorable, no doubt about it. She's a baby doll, yes, she is indeed. Uh, question number seven. 
who won the Extreme Elimination Chamber to become the ECW World Heavyweight Champion at December to December? Was it Big Show, B, Tass and Hardcore Holly were the final two and both got hurt, C, RVD and CM Punk were the final two and both got hurt, or Bobby Lashley, J.D.? Bobby Lashley. John. I miss the old wrestling belts, you know? Uh-huh. I've talked about this many, many times. The old ECW world belt is one that I miss, and the old TV belt that they have, yeah. too. I told you I had a replica of, it, of their tag belt, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a great, oh, man. It simulated purple snake skin on the back. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was, it's a kid's replica belt, but hey, you know what? It's made out of the same material as the other side. I don't really give a darn if it's for a kid or not. Yeah. It was great. Uh, I have to, I'll have to put them up sometime to show everybody. Anyway, question number eight. Who pinned CM Punk in the Extreme Elimination Chamber match to give him his elimination at December to dismember? Was it Hardcore Holly, Test, Big Show, or RVD? J.D.? Who pinned CM Punk, you said? In the Extreme Elimination Chamber match to eliminate him. Yeah, RVD. You're saying it was RVD. Okay. John? Okay, wait a minute. He might be having a little bit of a problem here because we just... Uh... Give me just a minute here. He might. We might have lost temporarily lost communication. Uh... Uh, he might put his beefaroni in the microwave and not hurt. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's a, that sounded awful. Okay. I keep talking about that. And I keep making myself hungry. I can't. I can't. I need to stop doing. It. I'm a sucker for canned pasta. I can't do it. Of course, who is it? You know what I mean? Hey, I'm grown, but I still eat it sometimes. Would you be ashamed if, so, if 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 you told someone you still ate ABCs and one two threes out of the can? Mm-hmm. Because it's food, right? There you go. All right, John must have stepped away, and also JD, JD for right now until we get him back. We're going to take your answer on this. We'll say RVD. Okay. And I'll keep checking if he pops back on him. He he might have had to leave temporarily, but he should get back on him. Question number nine: Who pinned Hardcore Holly? In the in the same match to give him his elimination at this at December to December, was it Lashley, RVD, Test, or CM Punk? I'm gonna say Test. You're gonna say it was Test. John has not yet returned, so we're all gonna say Test. Another great guy gone. Another great yeah. one. And I think you brought up that big cast kind of reminds you a little bit of Test to, to a degree. He almost kind of looked like him in the face. Yeah, Cass does. Kind of, no, kind of. I mean that mean, mean the different, the the, the the two similarities is some facial features and the height. Uh-huh. My personal opinion, but still, I mean, yeah, they kind of. Okay, John, John is back on here now. Okay, John, we've already done two questions while you were gone, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring you in with question number ten on this. So, all right, question number ten. Who pinned RVD in the Extreme Elimination Chamber to give him his elimination at this pay-per-view? Was it Hardcore Holly, Big Show, Test, or Bobby Lashley? J.D.? What was the question? Sorry. 
who pinned RVD to give him his elimination in this chamber match at December to December. Hardcore Holly. You're saying Hardcore Holly. And John. Well, for some odd reason, we lost him again. Uh, he may be having a few little phone problems. Uh, no way. Well, he's back. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, our, my apologies for taking for this taking a little bit too long. Uh, uh, he was on was supposed machine. John Gross must have been having a little bit of a phone difficulty here. But, John, uh, did you get the question? Okay, the question was, John, who pinned Rob Rob Van Dam in the Extreme Elimination Chamber match to give him his elimination at December to December of 06? Was it Hardcore Holly, Big Show, Test, or Bobby Lashley? John, I mean, KD's already said Hardcore Holly. John, can you hear us? Can you hear me now, John? He may be having some. He may be having some phone difficulties here. As he says, he's saying here, hello. Okay, he might be having a little bit, so we're going to go ahead and continue going. We're going to go with your answer, J.D. said, Hardcore Holly. And and we'll and I'll make, we'll make this up to John here at some point here, because he must be having some phone issue, some some phone difficulties here. So we'll come we'll come back to you. We'll, we'll try our best to get back to him before the end of the night here. All right, next question: Who pinned Test? From the Extreme Elimination Chamber match to give him his elimination. Was it Bobby Lashley, CM Punk, Big Show, or RVD? VD. I'm going to say it was the Big Show. Saying the Big Show. And John has not returned, so we'll go ahead and say your, go with your answer. And number 12, who pinned Big Show in the Extreme Elimination Chamber match to give him his elimination? Was it Bobby Lashley, CM Punk, RVD, or Test? Lashley. You're saying Lashley. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Huh. Uh, we may have mentioned this man here earlier, J.D. I think you might have an idea. It might be uh, Paul Heyman's fair person, the man taken to the extreme. Oh, I think it is. And it is extreme 
with a capital E. Oh, yeah, my brother. <laughs> Testify. <laughs> Get it. the tables. We're ready to That's put people it. through them. Yes, indeed. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is the main man himself, the mainstay of the radio network, and the COO of WCWS, also 2014 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer. He is the one, oh, yes, he is the only, indeed, he is the king, NWO, GTS himself, the one and the only, <clears throat> the main man, as we said, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, welcome, of course, my main man to number 353 of Revolution. Hola, people. Hooyah! <laughs> uh, before we go any further, uh, uh, Gerard, we were doing like a little little trivia here on um, December to December from, 19, from 2006. Uh, the pay-per-view, I think, that WWE uh, did that didn't really fare too well. That's from what I heard. Um, but uh, we were... Uh, if you want to leave any thoughts and opinions about last night's Raw. Uh, last night's Raw. Uh, that was a bittersweet thing. Uh, the Joe Lesnar thing was really good. Uh, the woman's thing was Okay, I didn't like the boss, won it, but uh, we know uh, Nijax couldn't win it, so uh, it was what it was. Uh, the Joe Brock thing was really good. Oh, the cast thing was really good in my eyes. I thought it was funny. I thought they were going to make up. I thought they needed a blanket and a bottle. I was like, what the hell are these guys, some pussies or what? And then he walked him to the aisle, and then he beat the shit out of him. So I was, I was good. Uh, yeah, it was. And, that, and then that stupid uh, dad guy. Lonzo Ball and then. Said, yeah, yeah, he said the N-word like two or three times. Uh, and I don't care who blamed the WBE. It wasn't WBE's fault. It was that stupid guy's fault. Yep. Uh, like whatever he said, I don't know, I missed it. I didn't really care about it. I went somewhere. I come back, <laughs> I didn't see it, not that old. And then today I read about it, I'm like, what? You shoot the N-word like two, three times, like, what? Yeah, it got, yeah Vince wasn't too uh, happy about it. Uh, well, and then uh, WWE posted, uh, you know, they're not responsible for whatever that guy said. And they're right, but, and then some people come back and said, they were on the air. WWE should be responsible. They shouldn't be because they didn't know that guy was going to be a, a loose cannon, a, a fucktard. Come on. That guy was whacked. Oh, sure. I agree. What, I was, what was your take on, uh, let me ask you this, though. What was your take on uh, 
the matchup involving uh, the Hardys and uh, Finn versus uh, Cesaro, Sheamus, and the Drifter. Um, uh, that was very uh, twisted. You know, I want the heels to win. They didn't. Uh, and, the you know, the faces had a good time. They were on Twitter or whatever. They said they had a really good time together, so whatever. I guess it was all right. But you know me, I was, I was chugging along for the, the heels, and they didn't win. So, uh, also, uh, uh, otherwise, Gerard, overall take a roll. Your opinion? Uh, take a roll. I say it was it was all right. It like didn't suck to the max like it usually does. Uh, I say. <laughs> that says all right. Okay. Thank you very much there, uh, GTS. There we may get your review, man, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, the human Super machine, John, his problems continue to play. play. Apparently he's been having some phone difficulty, so he has already left for the, for the evening. So, uh, <clears throat> so John will try to get back on tomorrow night for tomorrow night's edition of Revolution. Uh, J.D., three more questions to go. Gerard, you're welcome to uh, jump in with the final three here, if you like. Um, if you, do, you, do you remember this pay-per-view, December to December from 06? Uh, no, but uh, I'll stay for the remaining. J.D. will get him anyways. J.D. is the man. Okay. All right, J.D., three more to go here, my man. Here, 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 here they are. Who was at ring? And apparently, most of these were about this elimination chamber match. Apparently, who was at ringside during the extreme elimination chamber match at this pay per view? JD, was it Paul Heyman's personal enforcers, Vince and Linda McMahon, Stephanie and Shane McMahon, or Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman's enforcers. Paul Heyman's enforcers. Okay. Question number fourteen: What were the weapons used in the extreme elimination chamber match at this pay per view? And listen very carefully, J.D., because there's four in each of this, and I might go through this pretty fast, so listen very carefully. Was it A, a Singapore cane, a kendo stick, a ring bell, and a sledgehammer? B, a broomstick, a steel tray, a steel chain, and a cinder block? Ooh, okay. C, brass knuckles, thumbtacks, a steel pipe, and a ladder? Or D, a barbed wire baseball bat, a crowbar, a table, and a steel chair? D, as in dog. D, okay. Going with that combination. All four were lethal combinations, in my personal opinion. And the final question. Who won the dark match just minutes before December to December started? Was it Stevie Richards? None of them won. Did Renee Dupree win? Or was it a no contest? Stevie Richards. Hey, Stevie Richards. Okay. All right, let's see how let's see how these were done. Like I said John did answer half of these um, before his phone started clunking out on him here. So let's go ahead and see how we did here. Question number one: Where did December to December take place? And JD, right on the money, was in Augusta, Georgia, in the I feel good James Brown Arena in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> That's what I got away a few weeks after that, though, too. What is it? 
I think he passed away a few weeks after that on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Question number two, who won the only WWE tag team match at December to dismember? It was, in fact, the Hardys. They beat Nitro and Mercury after Hardy delivered a swanton bomb to Johnny Nitro to pick up the victory. Question number three, who won the Strikers' rules, rules match? It was, in fact, Balls Mahoney. He pinned Matt Stryker after a spinning spine buster pin. Whoa! That's a heck of a move. Man, hey. Who won the tag who won the tag match at December to dismember? JD, you were right on the money. It was Turkai and Elijah Burke. They beat Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke after Elijah Burke pinned Tony Mamaluke with the Elijah experience. Question number five, who won the singles match? It was in fact Davari with the great colleague in his corner. Davari defeat, defeated Tommy Dream Rider. He grabbed a handful of his tights to steal the victory. I suppose Davari lasted a little bit longer than uh, who was that fellow that was with him? Muhammad before? Khan. Yeah. And of course, I just saw that match from Backlash Show Vibe with Davari and Hassan versus Hogan and HBK. <laughs> that was a good match. Number six, who won the mixed tag team match? Uh, John, I mean, J.D., you had around the money. It was Ke- uh, Kevin Thorne and Ariel. They defeated Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly. After Ariel, Ariel gave Kelly Kelly a claw-hold leg sweep to pick up the win. After the match, the Sandman came to the ring and started beating Kevin Thorne with the Singapore cane. Ooh, okay. Question number seven, who won the Extreme Elimination Chamber to become the ECW World Champion? It was Bobby Lashley who last pinned the Big Show. Number eight, who pinned CM Punk? You had this right. It was RVD. Who pinned Hardcore Holly? It was, in fact, Test that pinned Hardcore Holly. Number ten, who pinned RVD? Now, J.D., you said Hardcore Holly in this one. It was, in fact, Test that pinned RVD to pick, to pick up the win here. Who pinned, next question, who pinned Test? Uh, J.D., you said Big Show. It was actually Bobby Lashley that pinned Test. Um, and, of course, number 12, who pinned Big Show? It was, in fact, of course, Bobby Lashley. <clears throat> but he gave Big Show a spear to get the win and become the new ECW world champion. Uh, J.D., just now said, who was at ringside during this match? You said it was Heyman's enforcers. It was actually just Heyman himself. Heyman was at ringside during the Extreme Elimination Chamber match, hoping that Big Show would remain the champion. Question number 14, the weapons used, if you were correct on this, J.D., it was, in fact, a barbed wire, baseball bat, a crowbar, a table, and a steel chair. Paul Heyman announced that Tuesday before December to dismember the four weapons that would be that would be locked in the chambers with the ECW extremists. He announced that the barbed wire baseball bat, the crowbar, the table, and the steel chair will all be in this match to be used as weapons. And number 15, who won the dark match? And you're right on this, J.D. It was, in fact, Stevie Richards. He pinned Renee Dupree with a Stevie kick to the face of Renee Dupree to pick up the win. Now, I did say that the average score was 10 out of 15, and J.D. did further well. You got 12 out of 15 right there. So right on, right on the money there. They're very good there indeed. <clears throat> very good there indeed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see here. GTS, anything you wish to add, sir? 
No, I'm good. Okay. All right, JD, anything you wish to add uh, tonight? Nope, I'm good, and I will have my piece to say after we wrap it up here. Okay. All right. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do thank you here for joining us here this evening for number 353 of Revolution. Of course, we'll be sure tomorrow night to catch our our Triple Threat Wednesday. Of course, first off is Outside the Ropes, uh, 141, excuse me, 387 pound from 630 to 730. Then, of course, from 8 to 9, we'll, of course, bring you wrestling debate. Uh, one three nine nine two five. That's where they came in. Okay, and of course, I'll, and of course, uh, the the end the end tomorrow night will of course be bringing you number episode three fifty four of Revolution, where of course we'll be talking about of course all the results that took place during tonight's SmackDown Live broadcast. So I want to thank everyone for coming on here tonight, <clears throat> and also of course, uh, uh, of course our live video feed here from the WWS NXT NG Video Vault. Uh, of course, uh, still as uh, holding strong here as well. Of course, to go back and watch that video, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWUS NXT NG United. Uh, <clears throat> to go ahead and take us home here this evening, I now bring it over once again to the main man himself, King NWO, GTS himself, Gerard T. Smith. GTS, take your away, my man. Let's go home. This has been another epic episode of WCW US Revolution. The players in the game are as the following light up boys. Chad the Boss and Shaw. JD the Iceman. John the Human Suplex Machine. And last but not least, coming in the late, late hour, sneaking in like a wet fart. It's King NWO GTS. That's right. All hail me. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in the ring. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.